Good evening, folks. Glad you could join us on the Big Red Bench. Roy here with you until 7pm. And we have an epic, epic show coming up for you over the next hour. It's been an incredible county final. Black Rock are the champions for the first time in 18 years after an extra time win today over Glen Rovers. It's just finished. I'm not sure if Valerie Wheeler has thought out yet and we have her on the line hopefully. Valerie, that was an incredible game of hurling. An absolute it was absolutely sensational stuff indeed the Rockies are champions um, what can you say about that performance the strength and depth in their bench I think kind of swung it for them and the first half of extra time they just raced ahead and after that the Glen couldn't come back no they really couldn't I think their determination I think it's been years to years a long time coming it's been a long time they silverware since 2002 Rory you can hear the celebrations in the background I'm not even sure can you hear me anymore <laughs> but our two joint captains have just lifted the cup now and look to be fair Rory like they really did deserve it last week against you see 80 minutes of hurling again their bodies must absolutely be wrecked that's two weekends in a row I think the Black Rock were actually in the trough five weekends in a row between the football and hurling yeah. and for them still to come up put on that performance is just amazing um, Alan Connolly for Black Rock was absolutely <laughs> sensational he was named oh. Lake Nehemiah on um, TG Carr and he was just he was unplayable today <laughs> look 13 points that he had to his name today and like I could see him there he's quite a young lad as well you know Rory and he seems very humble he kind of took it in his stride there and he just wanted to go in and celebrate with his friends when he was just having a chat with TG Carr after the match so I'm sure they will celebrate and celebrate in style because there's already so Alan was absolutely immense yeah it was an absolutely incredible game of hurling sensational stuff from end to end I'm going to let you go get some post-match reaction we'll have that on in a bit but uh, one small point was I know there was a limited crowd there but can you imagine a rocking parky queef for that game today it would have been sensational look it would have been absolutely amazing Rory it's such a pity because to get more fans into the stadium and I could see they weren't doing their best to social distance and family and friends here are close and I'm sure the rest will meet them back in the club later on Alright Valerie thanks for that let's go get the post-match reaction that's Valerie Wheeler there, the award winning Valerie Wheeler down at Parky Cueve uh, today for us and she's going to get some post-match reaction from the Rockies and uh, we'll have that on the show before 7pm but what an absolutely fantastic game of hurling that was and an absolutely thrilling final and the Rockies champions for the first time since 2002 congratulations to them all uh, down in uh, Church Road it's uh, been a while coming but uh, I'm sure they will be celebrating and celebrating in style and in a socially distant and responsible manner tonight fantastic stuff indeed from the Rockies Charleville meanwhile the Senior A champions uh, they defeated Father O'Neill's today 123-413 to another cracking game uh, this afternoon reaction to come in just a couple of minutes from the Charleville camp elsewhere in the Premier Senior Football Championship semi-final Nemo Rangers booking their place in the decider, the reigning county champions defeating to Hallow by the narrowest of margins, 14 points to 7. Mark Cronin's last gas point winning it for Nebo. And they will now face the winners of Castlehaven and the Bars, who play from 7 o'clock. And we have a preview coming up on that game, coming up in just a little bit as well. Uh, elsewhere today in the Senior A Football Championship semi final, Aero Oak through to the final. They've beaten Donovan Ross at 210 to 1 8. They'll now face Mallow in next Sunday's final. In the Munster Ladies Football Championship, Valley Rovers have comfortably beaten uh, Tremor, Junior Tremor in Dungarvan today. Uh, finished Rovers 5 7, Tremor 5 
points elsewhere in football and some incredible scenes coming from Old Trafford where Manchester United are trailing Spurs and if you haven't heard the scoreline Manchester United won Spurs 5 Eric Lamella who was involved in the first half petulance with the red card and anti-martial was replaced at half time by Lucas Moura United made two changes Fred and McTominay coming on for Madic and Hernandez but it's made a little difference Spurs have just caressed the ball around nonchalantly since the restart Making it five on 50 minutes as Javier ushered in Serge Aurier on the right side of the box for an impressive angled finish from eight yards out to the right of goal. It's Manchester United one, Spurs five. United looking absolutely clueless in that game and the um, body language of the players not good at all uh, they've all but given up to be perfectly honest about it and uh, Spurs um, the scoreline uh, does not flatter them in any way shape or form and you'd imagine they could get another couple of goals United down to 10 men as well as you heard uh, Peter mention in that report there after Anthony Martial was uh, sent off uh, for coming together with Eric Lamella um, but it's just, this is abject stuff uh, from Manchester United elsewhere today Arsenal with a 2-1 win over Sheffield United Guy Swindles Arsenal 2 Sheffield United 1 a match where really nothing much happened for an hour suddenly sprang to life when Arsenal took the lead in the 61st minute Saka heading home Bellerin's cross and then Pepe who'd only been on as a substitute for 5 minutes cut inside from the right hand side after careering through the Blades defence to curl home brilliantly left footed to make it 2-0 that looks as if it would be that but then McGoldrick well he almost equaled Pepe's effort with his own left foot curler from the edge of the box to set up a thrilling finish in the end though Arsenal held on just Arsenal 2 Sheffield United 1 Wolves beating Fulham today Alex Winter it's finished Wolves 1 Fulham 0 Pedro Neto's first goal of the season giving Wolves a second win of the season the goal came 10 minutes after half time and Donker's shot was blocked it fell kindly for Neto at the top of the penalty area a neat touch to move the ball onto his left foot and he struck an unstoppable shot into the bottom left hand corner. Semedo shot wide for Wolves soon after but then Fulham gave it a really good go in the final 20 minutes and really should have equalised. Mitrovic playing in substitute Kamara with only the goalkeeper to beat but he shot straight at Ro Patricio and Cabana then blazed a left foot shot just over the crossbar as the seconds ticked down but a fourth straight defeat for Fulham as Wolves win by a goal to nil. West Ham with a good win on the road today against Leicester in Akesh Regani. Leicester nil, West Ham three. It was a brilliant away performance from West Ham. They soaked up lots of early pressure and hit Leicester twice on the break before half-time. First through a Mikhail Antonio header and then a Pablo Fornals strike. After the break, the Hammers played much more expansively, creating a number of chances before Jared Bowen eventually sealed the three points in the closing stages. Jamie Vardy missed a one-on-one chance, which you would normally associate with him the back of the net. Harvey Barnes had a late goal ruled out for offside but it's now two wins from two for West Ham with seven scored and none conceded. Leicester's 100% record has gone up in smoke. Leicester nil, West Ham three. And Tottenham have just been awarded a penalty against Manchester United after uh, Paul Pogba fouled in the box so that means uh, Spurs now have a chance to make it 6-1 at Old Trafford. Uh, Southampton and West Brom today was uh, watched by Alan Lewis. 
Race finished Southampton 2, West Bromwich Albion nil. A comfortable win for the home side in the end. Southampton dominated the first half. Only some excellent goalkeeping from Sam Johnston kept West Brom in it until Musa Gineppo broke the deadlock four minutes before the break. West Brom were much better in the second half. Ajayi missed a really good chance from six yards out before Oriol Romeo's volley on 69 minutes sealed the win for the Saints. Back-to-back victories for Southampton, but it's three defeats in their opening four league games for West Brom. It's finished Southampton 2, West Bromwich Albion 0. Waiting on Harry Kane to take that penalty to put uh, Spurs 6-1 up against Manchester United. He's run up and he's fired it to De Gea's left into the back of the net. Spurs, fan, Spurs players, I should say, seem almost embarrassed by the scoreline. They are leading Manchester United by six goals to one and still 12 minutes left to go in that game. Uh, one more game tonight as well and uh, it's a good one, Aston Villa and Liverpool is the uh, 7.15 kickoff today. Uh, elsewhere, Stephen Kenny confirmed that Seamus Coleman uh, is likely to miss Ireland's European Championship playoff match with Slovakia. Picked up a hamstring injury in Everton's win over Brighton yesterday. Uh, in the Scottish Premiership, Celtic needed two late goals to beat St. Johnston 2-0. Rangers also victorious uh, today. The 2-0 win over Ross County. Celtic a point behind uh, the jurors with a game in hand. Here at home, uh, Cork City fans uh, praying for a Dundalk win for a change as uh, they are taking on Finn Harps it is uh, currently scoreless uh, in that game 47 minutes clock uh, gone on the clock at Oriel Park Dundalk nil Finn Harps nil Cork City rooted to the bottom of the table after a shocking performance yesterday uh, against St. Pat's we'll hear from boss Neil Feng coming up a little bit later on uh, in the show on that one and uh, so yeah fingers crossed that Dundalk uh, can do uh, Cork City uh, a favour uh, later on today alright we are going to start uh, with Gaelic Games and that win for Charleville today in the Senior A Hurling Championship they beat Father Neils at 123-413 a one point win uh, sees Charleville go up to Premier Senior for next year Valerie Collip with the man of the match Danny Ufflin Danny first off congratulations thanks very much uh, yeah we're delighted to win we um, put ourselves under savage pressure at the start of the second half but um we're delighted. Look, it was it was very tough. There was obviously a very strong breeze there, but um, I think the lads showed fantastic character. We just kept plugging away, managed to get get back into the game. Fair enough, we got a fortuitous goal. But um, look, after that, I think we showed the character what we're made of, and we thank God we managed to win. Even your own performance, standing in the second half, I think without you know they would have been a lot of trouble today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from, to be honest with you, because most of the shots I've had all year have gone wide, so it was nice nice for them to go over. Um, look. It, Draw it. You do whatever you can to, to help. I suppose I'm one of the, the older lads in the team, so I was supposed to give some kind of example every so often. And um, it, you know, it was nice for them to go over. But I think testament to all the lads that played, even the subs that came on, they were excellent and gave us just a great boost. Um, thank God. What was it like playing against that wind in the first half? I mean, above in the stand, we were frozen. I can't imagine what it was like down the pitch. Well, I wasn't frozen. Well, maybe I was from not running around enough. But um, um, to be fair, look, there was a strong breeze there, but. Through a combination of our bad play and Father O'Neill's very good play, we left ourselves an awful lot of work to do. Um, but it, we knew it wasn't going to be good enough for the second half and we'd been blown away and we'd have left very disappointed in our performance. So as disappointing all as the first half was, you know, the breeze only accounts for so much of it. We were just poor in the same, at the same part of it. Um, so we were delighted to turn it around, but we made very hard work of it. It's been a nice few weeks for you, Danny, has it? 
Um, it has been a nice few weeks for me. Um, sure. Yeah, we're short everywhere. There's uh, there's, uh, there's a new baby on board. Unfortunately, they're not. Uh, he's not able to be here today. But you look. Um, uh, Oren, so yeah, O D H R A N. So yeah, we went to fancy way of doing it. So um, no, look, it's great. Um, I'm a little bit tired. All right, it takes a bit of getting used to the the slight lack of sleep is a change. Oh, he's here since June, so I'm kind of used to it. But um, the sleeping patterns aren't as what what you'd like them to be. So, um, but it, look, it's great. It's been a, it's a good distraction when you go home. He doesn't care whether you play good or, or bad. So um, it's good. He just wants food and a nappy change. So it is grand. I suppose it's been a great ten, eleven, twelve years. Involved in, you. involved in all of it, right? Yeah, it's just another great day, really. Yeah, look, it's brilliant. We're we're very we're very very lucky. And I think it's only when probably like so myself and a few other lads who've been there all the time stop playing, we realise how successful we have been. Um, I suppose personally, I think there there are very few teams in Cork that have been as successful as us over the last decade between trophies won and stuff. So, um, look, we're just delighted. Winning is a habit, um, and we're glad that we can keep doing it. We've had great management teams to all that and in fairness though Claude Claude and the lads have been players with, with the likes of myself and a few of the older lads and we're just delighted because he put in a huge effort this year we're delighted that we could reward them for the effort as well Because you get to sit back now and, and prepare for next year Premier Senior Well we have, we have football final next well, week yes, yes, yes so that's that's one we'd like to try and, uh, and win that too but yeah as you said look um, as great and all as match we had against the Glen last year we'd like to be testing and we need to be testing ourselves regularly against the senior teams so um, that's the ambition for for next year we're still in the senior league it hasn't been played yet so we'll have that again next year and test ourselves and hopefully show the quality that we have yeah it's Danny O'Flynn there apologies for the audio there you can hear how windy it was down in Porky Cueve today Pop Shield's no good against and a very very strong win today but that was Danny O'Flynn uh, man of the match for Charleville today after they defeated Father O'Neill's in the Senior A Hurling Championship Final uh, Darren Fitzgibbon scoring 1-8 today 5 points of those from play you also spoke to Valerie Derek, congratulations county champions great feeling Thank you. Um, yeah, it's unbelievable the way we won it in the end. Um, I don't know what to say really. Uh, yeah. um, just it was the way we came back. Just showed the heart and character in the team. That was just incredible. It was a really rocky start. I know wind had a lot to do with it. A lot of wide in the first half. How difficult was it playing in that wind? Yeah, it was such a swirling breeze. It wasn't even that it was strong. Um, it was just so hard to judge the shots, and we had a lot of wides. But like we knew that we were still getting a lot of position. We we're on the ball. All we do is just keep doing what we we're doing because we had that wind in the second half, and it showed that we got lucky goal right in the end. But um, yeah, it just showed that we have just such the heart and character we have in the seniors played off. Yeah, yourself and Daniel Flynn came into it in the second half, and they were lucky to have the ball to be. Yeah, uh, Daniel has been incredible over the years. I think he's won a county now in every grade. Um, junior intermediate premier intermediate no senior B so um, yeah he's been unbelievable all year and what a leader he's been over the years I'm sure you'll enjoy yourselves tonight but before you do and you're going to have a thought about next year you're going to be up uh, premier senior yeah that was the goal to get back up premier senior after seeing it last year so we got a small glimpse of it and we were kind of unlucky the way the year fell for us that we went back down but it's just it showed um, what we have in the team to come back up and look it's the father of as well I'm sure they'll be back next year there's such a good side we've been on the same journey the last couple of years going to Crow Park and Fraud or the fans are hanging. They were just unbelievable today as well, and we just got really lucky in the end. You'll probably enjoy the win for the week, but then you'll probably think back. Maybe I should go back to Cork. <laughs> yeah, I just make Kieran there as well. He, he said uh, he'll see me on Windsor, so uh, we'll enjoy <laughs> he's not tonight. giving you much of a break, is he? <laughs> no, no. Um, but sure, look, it's great to go back into the intercounty scene as a county champion. So brilliant! Great. Congratulations, thanks, Dar. Thanks. Yeah, Star fits there uh, straight into Cork training on Wednesday night after being uh, crowned senior champions uh, with Charleville. But uh, congratulations indeed uh, to them. Um, Eighty-five minutes on the clock at Old Trafford Manchester United 1 Tottenham 6 there to score on that one we'll get you our full time report 
from Peter Smith as soon as we get it and Dundalk and Finn Harps still scoreless at Oriel Park with 53 minutes on the clock Charitable selector is Mervyn Gamble he's been speaking to Valerie Mervyn, congratulations, county champions. How does this feel? Oh, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. It didn't look like that for a long while, but we've full faith in the lads, and there was a strong breeze there, and we knew we'd come into it, and uh, that's what it's all about. Happy days. You said it yourself, I mean, the start was extremely ugly for a lot of people out there, and was it the wind? Yeah, well, I suppose we were out in the warm-up field beforehand and it seemed to be very strong. Maybe it caught us by surprise when we came in here with the surroundings, but uh, all of a sudden we were down 5-0 and, and, and it was looking like it was going away from us. Now, we had a lot of wides, poorish wides in that maybe 10 or 15 minutes spell. We thought we should have been closer, but we full faith in the lads. And they done it last year against Fiekel, or two years ago against Fiekel. We, we just kept hurling and kept hurling and they eventually walked their way back into it. Yeah, the wind was on your side in the second half and someone that definitely came into the game and you were lucky to have him was Danny Flynn. Yeah, Danny, fantastic. He's a fantastic player anyway. I mean, he's been there around for the last 10 or so years now. He, he led by example. He got a couple of brilliant scores. And again, our bench today, Tim coming on and James, they made a difference. Like, you have to have it now in the, in the modern game. I think they scored three or four points again between them today and every score was vital in that second half. I was going to mention to you that you did make changes in the semi-final. You met him again today and they paid off. Well, uh, what we were saying during the week there was we had 21 players used this year so far and the lads made an awful difference the last day against Kentork in the semi-final we had an awful job to pick the team some of the lads were very disappointed to lose out but I mean we were we were always confident that if we needed to bring on lads we had fellas to change the game and they proved it again today Father O'Neill still put it up to getting those two goals I mean he did have a nice response to them though well, uh, we've always had good tight battles with Father Nielsen and they're a very good team to get goals. It's in their locker and every time they they came back up, they looked dangerous and they did get two there at the end and I mean, made the last 60 seconds of that way a bit more uh, unpleasant than it could have been. But they're a very good team and they won't be long more and they're coming out of this grade as well because they have enough about them. Like, so. Next year now, Premier Senior. Yeah, we get another go. Uh, a lot of the lads were very disappointed on, on what happened last year. We, we, we beat here and so on, and then we gave the Glynn an awful good run for their money in, in Mellor last year. And the lads were disappointed to have to come back down to the lower grade, even though it's only one step down, but they, they, they felt a bit left down, I suppose, and a, and a point to prove. And the only way of doing that was to go out and win today and, and to go back up there. We're looking forward to it. It's the place to be. We, we'll keep an eye on, on, on the senior Premier Final in a minute. And like Everybody wants to play at the highest level they can play. And these lads are well capable of playing at that level. That's Marvin Gamble there speaking uh, to Valerie after today's win. That's his Charleville Crown Senior A Hurling Champions. Uh, 123 to 413. The final scoreline against Father Niels today in the first game today in Porky Quay. Valerie currently getting a post match reaction um, from the second game, which saw Black Rock win an absolute thriller uh, against uh, Glen Rovers this afternoon after extra time. The second time in the space of a week that uh, the Rockies have gone to extra time after their semi-final win last week so incredible stuff uh, from the Rockies the first time they've been Crown County Champions since 2002 uh, so you can see just how much it means uh, to them and in fact uh, we're going to hear now from um, Rockies boss uh, Fergal Ryan who uh, Valerie has uh, just uh, spoken to uh, down in Porky Cueve a wet, a blustery, a windy 
uh, Parky Cueve uh, was how it was today but uh, I don't think uh, the Rockies uh, will care too much <laughs> about that about the conditions about uh, how cold it was down there Valerie uh, tweeting that she was absolutely frozen down at the game uh, but it was the Rockies who won and it was they were incredible uh, absolutely incredible uh, in that performance today fantastic stuff and just the, the way they just kept going kept going uh, and kept going was absolutely a credit uh, to them so we're going to hear now from uh, Fergal Ryan who's uh, been in conversation with Valerie and the Assembled Media speaking after today's win over Glen Rovers and a fantastic game uh, it was too down in Porky Cree but uh, this is the reaction of the Rockies boss speaking afterwards Congratulations, 2020 County Champions. How does it feel? You're smiling, man. <laughs> well, it's hard not to smile. Um, I suppose I've seen the emotion of not winning it and, um, in 2017. So, you know, it's a fantastic feeling. It's very different from your being involved in a team than, um, than playing. It's a very different, it's a more satisfying feeling, I think, when you're involved in a team and you're kind of creating an environment for the lads to flourish, and they done that today. Um, it looked again like a bit like the UCC game. It was going a little bit away from us. And I was saying, oh, please, please give us something towards the end of that. And, I think it was Alan Collins took up and took, um, stood up and took a free, um, put it over and got us into extra time. And I think I think we just had a bit of a run in them in the first period of extra time. I think we got two four. I think someone said um, so. It was fantastic. Gave us that cushion that um, even though in the second period of extra time, um, Patrick Horgan came in and got a penalty, and there was another point or two. I think came in, but um, we we kept that cushion. And I suppose it was Robbie's goal really that gave us that little bit of breathing space at the end just to to knock on with it. What was the feeling like at uh, heading to extra time again for the second week in a row? Was that right, actually. I was quite happy that we were getting extra time. Um, I suppose when you've been there the week previous and have come through it, you know, there's that sense of um, these lads can do it, you know. So, um, so it was definitely, definitely okay. I was very happy getting into extra time because we were the ones that equalised. Extra time, I just said yes, we got to what we had to do at the start of the game um, and finish off in extra time. And um, thanks for the goal, we did. Yeah, 3 5. And I mean, we had a long debate about this um, um, the night and Wednesday night down in Blackrock Hurling Club about would we start certain lads and would we not. And I suppose the view we took is at the last couple of games, we got a massive bounce um, to the subs when they came on. And um, you know, the same happened today. I think it was three five return from the subs. I think someone said I didn't notice no that. I knew it was good, but I didn't know it was that. That's fantastic. I mean, you know, I'd probably get a couple of looks off him um, down in the club this evening for not starting them. But look, I hope they understand it. I mean, we weren't making any decision based on any individual. It was based on what gives us the best opportunity to win. And um, you know, bringing them on at the times we did um, gave us gave us that bounce and got those scores. And ultimately, um, you know, probably won us that game those subs. Yeah, I mean, Alan looked dangerous all through the game. Um, I know I went a bit, um, went a bit crazy there when um, he was pulled badly, but yeah, yeah. But he told me the whistle fell out of his mouth, and he quite actually saw it. And linesman can't call a free. I think that's. I don't know is that a rule or not. I'm not big on the rules, but we've a fellow over in our committee, like a Flynn, who know the rules. But um, that's what happened. The whistle fell out of his mouth. He apologised. He said, "Look, you had to leave the game. Go on." So that was fine. Um, at the time, I suppose it wasn't funny because he looked like he was going in for a goal. Um, but look, they're the, they're the fine margin. There was probably one or two decisions there as well. That, you know, you'd be saying that maybe we were lucky to get. So you know, I suppose to even themselves out, and it's probably easier to say that than me standing here after winning. So. Didn't get a great start. You were three points down playing with a strong win, but you responded well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose um, we we went up for the toss, and our plan was to play um, against the breeze. But obviously, the Glen won it, um, and they played against it, and they got the perfect start. I suppose three points to nil. Um, we came back into it, but we still had a massive cushion at halftime. Was it five or six points? Five. five. Um, 
But again, we weren't we weren't panicking at any stage, and that's a good thing about this team. They've been together um, with me for five years, with the lads for a couple of years that are in the backroom team. Um, so we just didn't panic. Um, and when I suppose there was a little bit of panic from us in the line when um, we were going down the stretch and needed a, needed a score to level it. But um, no, it was it was a fantastic return from the subs. It was a fa- fantastic performance from the team and the group of players and everyone involved in um, in the senior setup. To win a championship like this, like obviously eighteen years for it, but to win a championship like this. You know, probably one of the best Cork championships in, a, in quite some time. Does that add a little bit of specialness? I suppose it's, it's, it's nice if people are saying that. Um, but I suppose really I would have won completely ugly today and I would have been just as happy, I can tell you. But if you're involved in a good game, it's always nice to have a good game of hurling. It's good for Cork um, and it's good for spectators and TV people. So, you know, if it was a good game, it's hard when you're on the sideline, the emotion of it. Um, sometimes it takes, takes a little bit over and you don't see it like you would if you were up in the stands or on the TV. But um, absolutely fantastic, really pleasing. Relief. Ah, certainly relief. Oh my God, definitely relief. Um, as I say, it could have went either way that game at the end um, of normal time, but um, oh, definitely relief. I suppose me being involved five years, you know, I was probably questioning, you know, have they enough listening to my voice? No, if we weren't going to get over the line, um, but we did. So ah, they might have me for another year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another sideline cut this week. You know, yeah, that came the crucial They came on and he got a was a one one. Yeah. One one. Um yeah, sideline I said I was saying to myself, just keep it in play because it was yeah, right, yeah. right close in the corner. And I said he's hardly gonna put it over because he's left side as well, but he swung it over. And that's Tyke. That's Tyke. Um look. It was unbelievable. It really was. Just uh, when you're, you're the last uh, senior title winner of the Munster, there's been talks this week, maybe uh, the Munster from Johnny, I suppose, presume you'd like a shot at it if it happened? Ah, absolutely. Look, Cork clubs haven't been too, su- too successful in that arena of late, but um, if they were to say they were going to run it in January and February, I heard that rumour. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, absolutely fantastic. Um, and we'll give it a shot. Um, you know, there's no, we're supposed to go to the there's no superstars in that team. They're all, they're all kind of at a, at a good level. Um, you know, Mike's the only one that's on that um, Cork um, panel. So look, you know, if, if they do it, fantastic. We'll give it our best shot, um, but we'll enjoy the next couple of days. Yeah. You can only hear the smile there from Fergal Ryan, the Black Rock manager, after that uh, win today against Glen Rovers in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship final, an epic game of hurling. Uh, apologies for the audio quality. Is that much we can do about it? Um, if you look outside your window today, um, you'll probably see... Um, <laughs> the the wind that's been there it's been uh, very very windy and that's been getting picked up by, by uh, our microphones today um, so apologies for the quality of the audio but that was the Rockies boss uh, Fergal Ryan and uh, we'll get more reaction uh, from BlackRock uh, to come uh, in just uh, a little bit uh, I'm going to get reaction now from uh, Nemo Rangers they're into the final of the Premier Senior Football Championship uh, the reigning champions beating Duhalla today 14 points to 2-7 but not without some late drama Duhalla's Mark Ellis scoring a late goal to level up matters right on the stroke of full time However, Mark Cronin's even later point sees them into next Sunday's final. They'll face either St. Finbar's or Castlehaven, who meet at 7 o'clock. We're going to preview that game in just a couple of minutes' time. Andrew Horgan there for us. He spoke to boss uh, Paul Donovan. Paul, first of all, congrats on the win. Um, you couldn't have done it in more dramatic style. No. Um, at one stage there, I think we were three points up. We looked to be secure. I, they got the goal right at the end there I turned to the linesman asked him what the rift did he say was, what was left and the guy beside him said well there's 20 minutes now so uh, but in fairness we showed great composure we got the kick out out fast walked it down the wing a couple of interpasses a very good pass into Mark and in fairness to him he showed great composure today to score yeah he was true in goal but he obviously did the clever thing just putting it over the bar and 
it yeah. proved to be the winner. Yeah, he did. Ferguson, great composure uh, for such a young lad. And took it well. When he was running in, as you say, I was, I was, I was hoping he'd put it over the bar and not go for the goal. And, he, and that's what he did. So, look, we're in the final. Whether you win by one or ten is insignificant. You can analyse it. And you can talk about it as much as like. Uh, finals are, semi-finals are all about winning. Yeah, the main thing is the result. But what were your thoughts on the performance overall? Were you pleased with it? I was delighted with the first half, considering the elements. I mean, this is probably the uh, strongest win we've played in in the three years that I've been in charge now. And uh, very, very strong breeze. Uh, made playing with it or against it very difficult. Uh, goals were always going to be a significant factor today. Uh, they got the two goals. So that, that made, made our efforts had to be doubled at that stage. Uh, first half, outstanding a point down at half time. Uh, they, they chose to, we chose actually to play against the wind, we won the task, we chose to play against the wind, we worked our socks off maybe we were a bit tired there in the second half or maybe we were just a bit complacent that we thought the wind will help us out here now and, but in the end, when when uh, the scores were needed uh, I thought we were able to, we showed a bit of class and got them And the Duhalo sending off in the second half proved to be crucial as well but it's up to you obviously to make the most of the extra man advantage It is of course, uh, and if you look Donald O'Connor is, is has been a fantastic player down through the years for Duhalo and and for Cork and uh, I feel sorry from there that he got sent off but look these things happen in games um, we didn't take advantages as much as I'd have liked to but in the end uh, it was a significant factor and, and thankfully we just came out the right side today And what does it mean to you now personally to lead Nemo back to another final? Uh, yeah look I suppose winning back to back in Cork is, is so difficult It has. We, we did it last back in 2008 the Haven did it in 12-13 it's, it's, it's so difficult Um we we won in 15, 17, and 19, and we we haven't repeated it in 18, and, and hopefully we can do it now in 20. That uh, is uh, only two teams can win it. Well, two, uh, two, one of two teams from next week. Obviously, the Bears and Haven will battle that out tonight. Um, who are playing means no difference to us. We just have to get ready for final. Look after our own game. Is that something you go and watch that game now and maybe study up in the opposition? That's the plan anyway. Just uh, have a look at them and see what they're like. Perfect. Correct. Again, thank you very much. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Corks out of Firm, and that's uh, Nemo Boss Paul Donovan there speaking after their win over to Hallow. It's the Bars of Castlehaven for Nemo now in next week's final, and uh, that's at 7 o'clock. I'm going to preview that game next. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. A full time report from Old Trafford, Peter Smith. United 1, Spurs 6. It started well for United as Fernandez put them ahead from the penalty spot. But Ndombele leveled after some comical defending before Sun's pace put Spurs ahead. Martial was then red carded for a petulant nudge on Lamella before Kane made it 3 1 following a shambolic goal kick. Sun added a fourth before the break. Aurier fired in a fifth just after half time and Kane rammed it off the scoring from the penalty spot in one of United's worst ever Premier League home performances. Manchester United 1 Spurs 6 Utterly abject stuff there from the Red Devils at Old Trafford Aston Villa and Liverpool is the 7.15 kick off Tom Gale Dean Smith hands Chelsea Loney Ross Barkley his Aston Villa debut as he makes one change following the 3-0 win at Fulham that familiar spine of Emilio Martinez who's still yet to concede this season England teammates Tara Mings and Jack Grealish and record signing Ollie Watkins two changes following Liverpool's win over Arsenal Alisson misses out after injuring his shoulder in training replaced by Adrian Sadio Mane is self-isolating so Diego Jota earns his first Premier League start under Jurgen Klopp Captain Jordan Henderson is on the subspect all right, more reaction from Parky Cree. Valerie's been in conversation with the Rockies captain, Michael Halloran. 
First off, congratulations. I won't keep you too long because you're shivering here after playing 80 minutes in the game. County champions, how does it feel? Uh, absolutely surreal. I can't believe it, to be honest. It feels like a dream, but um, no, absolutely ecstatic now. We really dug in uh, in extra time and it paid off, so delighted now for all the lads and all our management team and everyone in the club. You've seen it heading to extra time again where you're like, oh God, the same as last week, 80 minutes, the bodies must be right. I was kind of relieved that we got to extra time, to be honest, um, and I knew then we had the legs in the bank for the last week, so yeah. So we were delighted um, to get to just get into extra time, and then we kind of drove on. The lads, Steve Casey is our strength conditioning coach, and we we kind of the fitness toll in the end. Did you ever feel like it was slipping away from me? Um, not really. We just kept going. I suppose the Glen got a good few goals in the second half, but we just kept going, kept sticking at it, um, and a few lads really stepped up, and we're delighted now. Such a youthful side, and look what you've done. Yeah, Robbie came on there, he's only 19 or 20 and got, I don't know how many scores he got, but he really made a difference, and Alan Connolly as well, so look, we've uh, a lot of young players coming through, so we're not going to stop here. Captain side, what does it mean to you? Unbelievable, I can't believe it, I can't believe it, so yeah, we'll enjoy tonight. Congratulations. Thanks very much. Thanks, Thanks, there speaking uh, to Valerie uh, following that uh, fantastic win today. Uh, incredible stuff from the Rockies, it's an incredible game of hurling to be perfectly honest about it, so um, it was absolutely sensational. Considering the conditions as well, it was just a horrific gale. Um, it was just hard to play, and I'd imagine. But look, it's uh, incredible stuff, and uh, the Rockies champions for the first time uh, since 2002. Uh, now, as I mentioned just before the break, Castlehaven and the Bars at seven o'clock today down in Porky Rain, and uh, the winners there face Nemo next week's final. Uh, Aidan Lee, he's been catching up with Bars manager Paul O'Keefe. Bears manager Paul O'Keefe joins me ahead of their semi-final against Castlehaven. Paul, I know it's been a busy week, so thanks for coming on again. No bother, you're welcome. I suppose this type of situation was likely to arise this year. You played the quarter-final Wednesday night after a postponement and now facing the semi-final Sunday evening against Castlehaven. Uh, less than ideal, to say the least. Yeah, look, it's, look, it's a big ask for us. And I, I, I think that was kind of reflected maybe in our performance on Wednesday night. You know, look, I was I was conscious all week. Um, you know, look, that you were going to have two big games in a week and that's kind of fun. Precedented really in, 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 in championship, you know. And look, I suppose being realistic, you'd, you'd have preferred to have an extra week, you know, or an extra few days to prepare for the Haven. But look, it is, I suppose, as they say, look, it is what it is. Yeah, and it's the opposite story then for Castle Haven, who were the automatic semi finalists and they haven't had a championship game in over three weeks. Yeah, look, it, it, it's kind of, it, I suppose it kind of doesn't suit either of us, you know. Um, but look, I suppose it's just kind of a weird year with, with COVID and all the rest of it, you know. I suppose, look, you just have to kind of roll with the punches, I suppose. Look, you'll be conscious of the fact, look, that. You know that there is a bit of time pressure in terms of getting the championship finished. But look, on, on, on the flip side of that, look, is our, our recovery time is very limited. And uh, look, thankfully, we've no injuries after after Wednesday night. But um, but still, look, it's it's a big ask to expect expect us to you know do top performance. Um, you know, twice in the week is is fairly tough going. Yeah, what kind of preparation can you get done before Sunday? Like, have you done recovery sessions? Is it analysis? <laughs> yeah, you can't do anything. Um, you know, we're going to probably go for kick around tonight. Um, but look, then you're conscious of the fact, look, the fellas are, you know, two days after a championship match, so you know, you can't put any intensity into training tonight. And, you know, you're out in two days' time. So you're kind of just stuck in a, a bit of limbo, to be honest. And, and even, like, even video analysis, uh, look, we, we, we've done that for all the previous games. And there just isn't, isn't, isn't time to get anything sorted, really, you know. So, like, you're, like, in terms of your preparation for this, it's just um, relax, recover, and, and and hope that you're all right in the night. You know, so so look, I, I suppose in that respect, it's kind of disappointing that that it's been rushed in, or, or, or you know, four days after, then on the Wednesday night that you're up again on uh, on Sunday. You know, look, we we did put in a proposal to the board to go 
uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, but um, uh, they didn't uh, they didn't take us up on our on our generous offer, as I said. Absolutely, yeah, it's a, it is a tough situation, all right. Um, and I suppose just look looking at the game Sunday. Obviously, you said there you, you probably won't have as much time as other games, unfortunately, to to analyse it and everything like that. But what do you think will be the main threats you do face from Castlehaven? Oh, sure. Look, uh, their, their forwards are in are in phenomenal form. Like you know, and look, I suppose look, that's why they've gone straight to the semi-finals. You know, so look, they have a lot of threats up front. You know, so look, it's just um, uh, it's just how we manage that. Really, I suppose. Look, you've Mark Collins in the middle of the field. You've Damien, um, you know, centre back. You know, so look, they've you know they're they're you know they're they're you know, obviously they're a really decent team, uh, and their forwards are in flying form. You know, so look. Um, Look, I think. Look, I'm looking forward to the game in terms of a look. I, I think it's going to be a real cracker, um, you know, because look, I, I think it's going to be a battle of the forwards, really, you know, to see who comes out on top, um, you know. So, um, so look, we we have, we have plenty to be thinking about in terms of what they have up front, anyway. Yeah. Well, again, Paul, uh, thanks for taking time out, and best of luck on Sunday. That's great. Thanks a million. Cheers. That's Paul O'Keefe there chatting with Aidan ahead of their game with Castlehaven. Going here from the Haven boss now, James McCarthy. Castlehaven boss James McCarthy joins me on the line ahead of their semi-final with St. Finn Bears. James, thanks for coming on. No problem. Two contrasting stories in this clash. The Bears only played their quarter-final Wednesday night and for Castlehaven, having been automatic semi-finalists, you haven't played a championship game in over three weeks. Yeah, um, I suppose whoever wins it will be saying it's the right way to go. Um, the Bears will be um, championship sharpened up during the week while we're kind of waiting, I suppose, a week longer than we thought. So, um, yeah, we know better, I suppose, Sunday night, which is who came the better route, I suppose. What have you done over that period to keep the lads sharp for championship football? We've played a few challenge games, but they were hard to get, to be honest, because, you know, um, with the COVID and everything, um, and the championship being cut down, there have been too many teams to play. But training has gone well, and the players have great appetite for training, so why shouldn't they be when they're in the county semi-final? But training is a big difference to a county semi-final, so again, we'll be hoping that we are sharp, but we know that after 10 or 15 minutes Sunday night. Yeah, I presume you'll be hoping to bring that form from the group stage into the game on Sunday. Where do you think the game could be won or lost? Oh, well, I suppose, you know, in the county semi-final, you'd be thinking that games are going to be tight. So I suppose, you know, um, goals win matches. You see that with Nemo last night. So if you don't concede goals and you score goals, I make it very simple. But it's a big plus scoring a goal because, uh, you know, three points is hard to get. Do you think fatigue might become a factor? I, I don't think so, because uh, when you're playing in the county semi-final, you're going to give it everything, and you're not going to think about pain, or you're going to go through the pain barrier. I see the other night with Newstown, like it, they were talking about Newstown playing games one week after the other, but they were in that there to the, to the death, like, so I don't think so, no. Um, you know, when you're at this stage, um, enthusiasm and the, the buzz of being there will, will, will drive you on. Well, James, uh, best of luck, and thanks for coming on the show. No problem. That's Castle Haven's uh, James McCarthy uh, starting at 7 o'clock, the bars and the Haven. And uh, we will have updates on our Twitter at Big Red Bench and uh, we'll hear from um, the uh, winning team tomorrow on Cork's Red FM Sport. All right, Blarney Crown Premier Intermediate Hurling Champions last night, 14 points for Mark Coleman, helping them to a 120 to 15 points win over Castle Lions at Porky Cueve. Andrew Horgan there for us. He spoke to Coleman about the win. Ah, uh, it's unbelievable. Like, uh, what a year it's been for us, really. Like, it's been a lot of ups and downs. We, uh, 
didn't take the easiest route possible, really, like, you know, Castle Lines uh, kind of taught us a lesson the first day, and we kind of, you know, we had to ask ourselves a lot of tough questions after that, at the way they beat us, like, so, you know, we turned it around, and to, to be where we are now, like, it's just unbelievable, like, you know, it means a lot. How did you feel you played the obviously got man of the match, but in terms of performances, how did you, how did you think you did? Ah, look, we just said before the game, just, just leave everything out there, and I think... I tried to wrap myself and everyone around me did it as well. Like you know, when you're when you're with a bunch of lads there that are working, everybody just leaving 100 percent there. So it's very hard to beat. And uh, we think every 115, everyone did that. Just left it all on the pitch. And uh, so that that's what we said for the game. Just leave it all on the pitch and see what happens. And uh, thankfully it worked out well for us. Anyway. You played them before, Mark. I mean, how much will say of a motivational factor was that that they beat you in the group stages? Yeah, it was probably something. I don't know. I think uh, it is always easier to kind of learn more from a defeat yeah. than it is from a victory and I think uh, that's what we did like we kind of just you know just looked at the game and we had to like I said just ask a lot of tough questions and uh, obviously it was a motivational factor when a team couldn't kind of beat you the way they beat us like it's, uh, it's always in the back of your mind to, to get one back over on them and uh, you know but yeah, that's what we did today. We just we just put it all out there and uh, hope for the best, and that was it. Obviously, Colum Spinelli, I know he's a, an intercounty colleague of you. Like, it was a blow to them, wasn't yeah, it, at the start? Yeah, it was uh, very disappointing to Colum. Um, I didn't actually see him there, but um, yeah. he'd be all right. And, uh, maybe talk to him over the next couple of days and see who's getting on. But uh, yeah, he was a massive blow to them, right? And just finally, you seem to be really enjoying your hurling, Mark. Definitely, yeah. I suppose when you're winning, it's always uh, that much easier to enjoy. So hopefully, you can keep it going now. Okay, thanks very much. How much are you going to enjoy the win now tonight? Probably a fair bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark, just after the disappointment the last week, I suppose, with UCC, obviously, that was a tough one to take, but this makes it all more fun tonight. I suppose it does, yeah. It's always hard when you're uh, to come off the back of a defeat like that, but um, just kind of had to get over it straight away. I know we had a big game again this week, so just put it behind me and uh, focus straight away on this, and that was it. Just a final one in terms of, the, obviously, the crowd. There's only a few people here. Um, how much does it mean to Blarney as a whole? It means a lot. The, the small few that were here made a made up for it they were loud enough for us uh, they gave us a lot of support so um, oh, it's massive like around Blarney there was bunting everywhere so yeah everyone wishing us luck like so it means a lot to Blarney like in Blarney hurling too for us so just delighted to win it for all the people back there as well yeah it's Blarney's Mark Coleman there as he scored 14 points last night in their win over Castle Lions in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship final and also spoke uh, to Blarney selector Brian Hurley 15 years work from, from people involved in the underage you know like Mark Coleman Shane Barrett these fellas Paddy Powers they don't, they don't just fall out of the trees you know they're good players they've a lot of skill but people have worked with them since they're 7, 8 years old you know and that, that's, that's the basis of our club over the last 20 years is the underage and you, you'd see it any night you're there um, working so so hard and being able to produce a few players every year at this level is, is probably what's made this team you know um, You started tonight the same way you started against Carrigaline didn't you yeah, like yeah, you they, got over the slugginess of the yeah, the, 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 yeah, the very game. strong start yeah they, they just settled into it quickly you just nice and positive with everything they were doing you know they were strong in the tackle the emphasis on that line like yeah yeah we've had enough bad starts and, and bad start, second half starts and water break starts and we first two games we were shocking after every restart and, and it's something the lads did themselves just how they refocus after every break and at the start 
the games and um, just a few you know few points to get them motoring straight away from the off and uh, they were very very good um, like they started strong winning a lot of breaks winning a lot of puck outs and, and counter attacking hard and you know, they did they, that was all driven by themselves you know how, how, they, how they set the, the tone themselves Declan Hanlon was back there helping out in, yeah. in, in defence yeah. wasn't he? he was yeah yeah, yeah. look he just, just it wasn't a whole lot different Maybe against Carrigline he just played a slight bit deeper mm. um, and he's the hurling to cope with a lot of position there you know his hurling is outstanding tonight and he's very very physically very strong so if he gets the ball he's hard to shift off it and um, he set up a lot of our attacks there early on in the first 35-40 minutes you know when well, you got a bit wavered after that that's really going to happen but um, he, he, he was outstanding throughout yeah, yeah. and Mark Coleman of course as well 14 Mark's points the every time we needed him ten, every yeah. time we needed him tonight yeah. like he, he, he was in the game constantly um, chipped away at the scoreboard and um, every time we might just look like going a bit flat he'd, he'd do something outstanding look that's the calibre of player he is he's one of the best hardest in the country the goal to start the second half was a big score because that really put you well out of um, well out in front like, yeah, did, but that was it probably the winning score well, they, they just got a pint right they had a bit cheap enough pint um, and like, they set, set up and, and when one and Mark Leary done very well connected with the ball in the air and um, Pops the energy Pops got onto it and um, just fed Paddy a nice ball Paddy's not going to miss too many of them so no it was a big score yeah we've just said if we could get it we might you know we might be able to keep keep the gap a little bit yeah I know they came back strong but um probably just had the lead to hold it out as you say like, yeah, yeah. Just what does the win mean to you personally and obviously to the club as well uh, nothing to me personally I just do my best for the club whether I'm with any team doing a football team doing a hurling team media team whatever underage team just delighted with it for, for the club it's huge for all the young people working in the underage to see that what they're doing is bearing fruits you know and um, great boost for people in the village you know and, and it's hard like hard on Castellines tonight like they've been outstanding side they can be proud of themselves too but um, no they were outstanding delighted with it yeah. that's Barney Selector Brian Hurley there speaking after their Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship win last night beating Castellines in the final 120 to 15 points or so it finished uh, in the today's Senior A Football Championship semi-final era Oak uh, progress to the decider after beating O'Donovan Ross at 210-218 they'll now face Mallow in next Sunday's final John McCarthy there he spoke to Air Oaks Daniel Goulding Congratulations a real battle with Skipper Ian today but you're through to the county final uh, yeah a huge battle um, the, the wind destroyed the game really there's zero pattern to it um, I suppose we got we had a big last 15 and that probably got us over the line we got a goal at the crucial time really but uh I don't have to say really the, the, the wind just destroyed the game. Do you handle just that little bit better I think so. I think in fairness for runners, we started not kicking the ball and that probably helped just with the conditions we learned eventually and like we were guilty of some very poor decisions in the first half and we got ourselves in trouble but um we could have gone either way thankfully we don't with Right, that's Daniel Goulding that's come out of that a bit early because again the wind playing havoc with everyone's microphones today uh, very hard uh, to be a radio reporter in today's conditions but uh, congratulations to Aerog as I said they'll face Mallow in next Sunday's final uh, I'm going to turn our attention to football just before we wrap up and hand you over to uh, Alan Donovan for Green on Red at 7pm Cork City yesterday um, hard to into words how poor City were yesterday particularly in the first half beaten 2-1 by St. Pat's could have been 6 or 7-1 and you wouldn't have batted an eyelid um, Cork City rooted at the bottom of the table uh, all, every Cork City fan hoping praying that um, Dundalk can beat Finn Harps but it's not looking likely 86 minutes on the clock it's still scoreless 
up in Oriel Park. That would be a massive point for Finn Harps. They would then be two points clear of Cork City. Cork City have a game in hand, albeit. That is against Dundalk uh, on Tuesday week. But uh, City's goal difference is uh, minus three uh, compared to uh, Finn Harps. So, a mountain to climb for Cork City, um, regardless if uh, Finn Harps get that draw or not. Uh, very, very poor yesterday. Uh, rooted to the bottom of the table. Um, it's hard to see Cork City staying up, to be brutally honest about it. Come spoke to Boss Neil Fenn afterwards. Manager Neil Finn, full time return across St. Pat's to Cork City, 1 0. Um, a disappointing defeat, and I mean, it was a disastrous start to the game, really. Yeah, you know, um, it was a really soft, soft opening goal. Um, it was our first goal we've conceded from, from a set piece since the first game of the season, so it made it even more more um, hard to take, and it was really, really soft. And um, once they got that one, we just never got going. They got a second one straight after, and it was, we had to weather a lot of pressure, made a made a couple of changes after about half an hour to, to change shape a little bit and try and stop the pressure and got ourselves back a goal back and then had a go in the second half St. Pat's could have been in the lead by more when you when, when you got the goal back yeah like I say when you're 2-0 up playing against a team at the bottom of the league then you're going to keep piling men forward and keep having shots like they did um, so that's why we made the changes the goal back gave you a bit of hope for the second half um, you were a bit better in the second half and that's happened in a lot of games the first half performance has left a lot to be desired and you've come out at half time and been a lot better is there anything you can put that down to? No I, I, I'm, you know, I don't know it's just I think, the, fir- I think the, the, f- the final 15 minutes of the first half once we made the changes then it was, it was a lot better it was a lot more um, a lot more of attacking threat a lot more solid and like you say we had a, a go in the second half and um, I felt we could have probably got an equaliser at some stage I felt that we were you know, we were we were creating sort of good opportunities to get the ball in the box and get um, pressure on them. What was the mood like in the dressing room after? Disappointed, a little bit embarrassed after the first half an hour's performance, and, and rightly so. Um, but you know we have to take the positives again. Where we are, we can't keep dwelling on the on the bad points. You know we have to keep looking at the positives. A decent second half performance, and um, and now we need to carry it on there into next week. How worried are you now with the prospect of relegation, Neil? I mean, as the weeks go by, uh, defeat today was was pretty bad if if results go against you over the course of the weekend with Shelburne and Finn Harps yeah we've been worried about it for a while now we're not we're not got our heads buried in the sand you know we can see what's going on around us and we know that we have to do better than the, the two or three teams around us and um, like I say getting no points today doesn't help that Bowls next week it's going to be a tough one as well like I say like I've said every week every game's tough as you saw today people were saying that, that Pats would be an easy game I didn't think that would be an easy game and it certainly wasn't How did you find having the fans back or a small amount of fans back in the stadium today the players looked a little bit nervous at the start do you think that the fans maybe put a bit of pressure on them? I don't think so I think they, they, they were great um, they were encouraging and I felt you know with, with the fans it was they were encouraging us to try and get an equaliser which was great to hear just finally, you spoke about points targets and so on. Obviously, that points target is not on target, but I mean, where are you looking at picking up points for the rest of the season? I mean, what, what do you see as realistic games to pick up points no, or is it just anywhere at all? No, any point. We'll take any points we can get at the moment. We just need to do better than, than probably Finn Harps and, and Shells at the moment. Four points behind Shells with a game in hand, one point behind Finn Harps with a game in hand. So um, we just need to make sure that we're, we're better in, or, or doing better than them. Um, uh, that weekend yeah that performance yesterday certainly wasn't good enough from Cork City not by a long stretch beaten 2-1 by St. Pat's but as I said if it was 6-7 or seven months, St. Pat's it wouldn't have landed them. Uh, Cork City dreadfully poor yesterday a little bit better in the second half but hard to see um, Cork City staying up based on yesterday's performance into the uh, 90th minute now up in uh, Oriel Park still Dundalk nil Finn Harps nil that uh, result will leave uh, Finn Harps two points clear of Cork City City with that game in hand City's running um, as Colm was mentioning there uh, they have to face Bohemians uh, next week that's uh, Friday at uh, quarter to six then 
Tuesday week against Dundalk. They have Waterford Saturday the 17th, Sligo Rovers away the 24th, and wrapping up their campaign on Friday the 30th against Derry City. Uh, five huge games. It's um, it's going to be a battle for Cork City to stay up, and it's, it's hurt me to say that out loud. Um, but fingers crossed they can do fingers crossed they can pull it out from somewhere fingers crossed they can get a result um, against Bowes next week anything at all even a point would just uh, be a massive confidence boost uh, for the Rebel Army but uh, Bowes uh, flying high at the moment the, although they are eight points clear of are behind Shamrock Rovers at the top of the table in second place but based on yesterday yeah, not looking good for Cork City at all, at all, I'm afraid. All right, in the first division last night, uh, disappointing result for Cove Ramblers uh, as their hopes of promotion uh, suffered a huge blow. Uh, they conceded in the last minute against Cabinteely. Cabinteely winning 2-1. Ramblers remaining at three points outside the uh, playoff uh, places. Afterwards, boss Stuart Ashton spoke to the Assembly media, including our own Lucas Keating. Yeah, obviously disappointed. Um... Thought we should have got something out of it at least. Um, we started poorly, and if we're being honest, could have been three or four down. They've had um, set pieces, especially they've had great chances, which we didn't deal with for the first 15, 20. Um, they've gone the goal up then, obviously, and we've started to come back in the game, and we've got an equaliser. Um, if we're being fair, probably against the runner play at that stage when we've equalised. Um, but then we've 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 woke up, so to speak. And before half time, we've come in the game. Half time, we've regrouped, and I think we've come out the better side second half, and we've been the better team second half. Um, and it's it's been a battle. We knew that before before the start of the game. Anyway, that, that was going to be one of those games. But I think um, we've we've probably wasted the opportunities we've had to win the game, um, and that's the difference. At the end of the day, we've got we've got sucker punched in the last minute again, uh, where they've counterattacked and we've given too much time and space, and in fairness, he stuck it well. But again, it's from our our poor defending. Uh, if we're being honest about it, so. Again, we've got a sucker punch. Um, I think we should have got something out of it, at least a draw um, on the second half. And the way, if we've been honest, responded, we we sh- we should have been run. We should have won it. Probably overall, we've probably shared it as a footballing team. Uh, but again, we know that that doesn't work in this game. You can, you know, whatever way you play, if you put one in the back of the net and the others don't. And um, we, we've got sucker for that again. And um, there was an injury to Dave Hurley in the first half. Looking at that, I suppose you haven't had too much time to kind of get into it, but is it something serious to Dave? What are your thoughts on it? Again, it's just, at uh, the minute, it's just an impact one, so hopefully we're, we're hoping not too bad. Uh, again, we'll have, to, we'll have to suss that out. He's sore with it at the minute and limping, obviously, so again, over the next couple of days, that will tell a lot, like, yeah. And just looking at the, the playoff run, still, I suppose, still three points off those, those playoff spots. It seems like that's kind of been the story for the last month or two. But look, still in the hunt, and yeah. you're looking at the run in, they're winnable fixtures, so look, what's your thoughts on the next few weeks? Yeah, obviously, as, as you said, we're still we're still the three points behind um, again as you've seen tonight on last night's or this weekend's fixtures the results are, are all over the place so 
again we have to dust ourselves off as they say and go again and wherever we are in the league we're going to win the three games so that's, that doesn't change obviously they added pressure on now that we need to win more of those three um, to put us in with a realistic chance so yes we're still in there and we're still fighting again as we said disappointed from tonight after the second half performance especially um, but again we have to learn from those and tonight we haven't again the big red bench on Cork FM and that is uh, a dejected co-ramblers boss uh, Stuart Ashton speaking after a last minute goal uh, conceded against Cabin Tealy last night saw them lose 2-1 still in with a shout though of getting into that promotion playoff spot still just three points behind but yeah, running out of games, as Stuart Ashton said, and the inconsistency is what's catching Cove. Great win against Galway last week, and then lose Cabin Tealy uh, at home last night. Very, very disappointing, but fingers crossed they can get into that promotion, that playoff, uh, and uh, maybe even come up. It would be absolutely fantastic for Cove Ramblers. Uh, a couple of texts in. Can you give a big shout-out to Delaney's uh, St. Vincent's under-12 footballers who won the girls' under-12 football league in Yale today? Congratulations uh, to Delaney's St. Vincent's, and uh, congratulations to the Cork City FC women's side. A couple of texts in about them after their big uh, win over yesterday. Of Bohemians yesterday, three uh, one was how it finished in that FAI Cup quarterfinals. Finished at uh, Oriel Park, Dundalk nil, Finn Harps and let's Finn Harps two points clear of Cork City. Uh, City have a game in hand. Finn Harps have a better goal difference over Cork City of three, so it's going to go right down to the wire. But a uh, big, big task for Cork City to avoid relegation to the first division. All right, that's our show for you tonight. It's been an absolutely hectic one. If you've missed any of it, you can get our podcast available on redfm.ie. Uh, very very shortly or from wherever you get uh, your podcasts from congratulations to the Rockies the county champions for the first time since 2002 today uh, after an epic win after extra time over Glen Rovers in a gale in Parky Cueve it was fantastic from the Rockies congratulations to them you'll hear their boss Fergal Ryan and uh, their captain Michael Halloran uh, on the Big Red Bench podcast that's it from us uh, thanks very much indeed Valerie's back next Saturday Alan Donovan's up next with Green on Red enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM.